0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another edition of the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. Uh, we have a phenomenal show for you guys tonight and an even more phenomenal guest. So I don't want to waste any time with this intro. Sammy, start me up. Turn up your volume. Your volume because you're about to listen to the Sick, Sick Podcast. Sick. Talking
1: Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 194 yards. just took her to the
0: house the sickest tennessee titans podcast it's gonna be sick Sick, sick, sick. hello ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another edition of the sick podcast talking titans i'm joined by my counterpart vincent uh jared's taking the night off he will be back with us shortly Um, we got a great show lined up for you guys tonight obviously there's a lot uh, on the horizon for the Titans, as far as news is concerned, and our next upcoming game against the Texans. So, we figured we'd bring in uh, a top notch guest to talk about what's to come. I don't want to waste any time uh, bringing him in. Just wrapped up in the studio, it appears, Mr. Teron Davenport. TD, how are you doing tonight, my friend? Hey, I'm really well, man. I appreciate
2: you guys having me on.
0: Absolutely. We appreciate you all even more. Uh, I want to get right into to some of the topics that we have tonight because. Man, there's just a lot going on with this football team right now. A lot more than we probably expected a couple a couple weeks ago. Um, so I got a lot of love and respect for your TD. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to word this question as delicately and as conservatively as I can without getting you in any hot water whatsoever. Because I got too up, much man. love for you. I got too much <laughs> love for you. No, it's uh, all good. But with that being said, um, have you seen any evidence that might? potentially lead on for a fan to believe that maybe our quarterback isn't the biggest fan of our head coach?
2: No, I don't, I haven't seen any, honestly. And I I know that's something that I've seen your tweets and stuff, but uh, yeah, I haven't seen any, to be honest with you. I think, I think they're, they're closer than a lot of people realize. And one of the things, and it's funny, like I kind of set it up, right. Because I remember what he always said about ryan tannehill the toughness and and that he loved the toughness so i asked him a couple weeks ago about levis standing in there getting body rocked and blasted over and over again and coming back and I, i asked him what does that say about him especially his toughness and i remember he went on like the the transcript was like two paragraphs on that answer and that right there the way he talked about the toughness i said yeah that's 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 a, a, not an issue. It's not something where they have any, and then even, you know, you don't call somebody that, that you don't like, you don't call them by a nickname unless it's like, you know, like you call a guy that you don't like dog nuts or something like that. Like, yeah. Okay. That's different. But if it's somebody that you like, you know, he referred to, to Vrabel as Vrabes. Like that's a, one of those names that like, you know, a, a nickname like that is one that, that, uh, is usually out of like, hey, we're cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I don't... yeah. No, I got you. And All then, right. like you made, you made a good point about the 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 a uh, post game, the press conference. You, you know, but the thing is, you got to remember that's just a clip. Like they're back there for a, a minute. You know, they're yeah. back there for a while. I'm sure at, at one point, and then also I will add, Levis had to come in later. He missed a lot of that. Because he was out there, because I mean, you know, when you're the first quarterback to throw for 300 plus yards as a rookie, you're gonna get some love post-game. So they had him, you know, doing an interview, I think, with Laura Omkin.
1: Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I think I think Sal was just a little upset that he didn't mention Will in that clip by name. You know, he mentioned our new punter by name we took in off the street. So I guess from an outsider's perspective, it does look like he might have slighted um Levis. Um, but I'm glad that you said that there is no really beef in that relationship. Uh, my question for you, Teron, is um, also related to the locker room. So Monty Rice got released and tweeted something along the lines of, thank God, um, Kevin Byer gets traded to the Eagles, and you hear something that A.J. Brown said to him. We do things differently here." Um, is there any validity to maybe – a little bit of dissension in the Titans locker room with, when it comes to variable and certain players, or is that just um, certain players being sensitive? Cause I brought up that. I think this new age athlete has a little bit more of a sense of entitlement. They're a little more sensitive because of social media and things like that. So is it just players being a little um, salty that maybe? They got released or traded, or is there any validity to the fact that maybe things in the Titans locker room have been a little rocky at times this year?
2: Yeah, uh, Jaleel Johnson also had comments, and he came back, right? But I will say, how can I put this? I, I can't really say everything, but you know that win helped a lot. I, I'll put it that way. That Fair win- enough.
1: Because, like Sal, I don't want to get you in any hot water either. Two Italians mm-hmm. from South Jersey. We don't want to mess with your flow down in, in Nashville. But, you know, when you hear these things all the time, it, it makes you believe maybe there is some truth to it. Um, but the fact that you said that win did help a lot, um, I believe it did as well. Winning cures a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of winning, should we win this week and all of a sudden we are six and eight? Um and, and you know there's there's a struggle in the AFT for that last wild card spot. Is that something you could see us potentially you know getting hot and getting on a little run and maybe you know making a run at it? Wouldn't it wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world.
2: It, it would be wild, but you know that would be uh, Titan stuff, right? That would be it. Um, I don't. It, you know, you look at the schedule. Two games against Houston. You got uh, Seattle, and you got. Jacksonville, you compare that,
1: at home.
2: Yeah, I, I get it. But you compare that to like Denver has to lose two games. I'm not sure if they have the tiebreaker, you know, against them, the Colts, they could the Colts could lose two games and still be okay because they swept the, the Titans. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's likely, but I mean, there's, you know, like in Dumb and Dumber, right. <laughs> I think, yeah, I
0: think, I, I think they actually have potentially a better chance of somehow winning the AFC South than they do have them getting the last wild card. Because if Jacksonville can continue to lose and Trevor Lawrence is, you know, missing a few birds in his brain right now, uh, I don't know how that could all, you yeah. know, but
2: I don't well, you, you look at Jacksonville's schedule. So they got the Ravens on, on Sunday night. Uh, the Ravens, in my opinion, are the best team in the AFC. Yeah. I then it. they got the Bucks, Panthers, and Titans. So, you know, it's. Yeah. It's going to be pretty interesting seeing how that how it all works out. The league did a great job of making sure that they have that divisional game lined up at the the season finale. So uh, yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah. So my question, to UTD, is and I know it's a little early, but realistically speaking, I think we all know that the playoffs are, are unlikely. So it's not too crazy to think about beyond this season already. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, before we even get into potential candidates for for additions to the draft at wide receiver or potential free agent wide receiver additions, one thing I'm very concerned about, and one thing I don't want to have to worry about, is uh, possibly taking advantage of the out that Tennessee has in the Andre Hopkins contract because um, I think he is going to be so important to the development of Will Levis Absolutely. going into year two. And I just – I don't know why I have this weird suspicion in the back of my mind that they might try to move on from him next year because of the money aspect of it and because, hey, if this kid has the talent that they think that he has, that he might be able to do what he's doing with less. Um, Is there anything you can – can you ease my mind a little bit, TD, as to my fear that DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins might not be a Titan next
2: year? Yeah, I'll say this much, right? They had an opportunity, you know – they they wouldn't field any offers, and uh, that's that's from the conversation I had with multiple people for that uh, Mike Vrabel and Rand Carthon story I did. They weren't they weren't fielding offers, so okay. that right there lets you know. But then also you look, low key, DeAndre Hopkins is on pace for the ninth best receiving season in Oilers and Titans franchise history. Right, <laughs> like, very quietly. A, now, granted, okay, you do have an extra game. He's averaging 69 yards per game. That goes out to 1,174 yards. That's the ninth best. He's he set the pass uh, Drew Hill. Um, so, you, you know, you got that. But then on top of that, you look at – and I have a story coming out uh, actually Saturday about that relationship. And in talking to Will Levis, you know, he said that DeAndre Hopkins is somebody that is a great leader – a great teammate, role model, and it inspires him to be better. Mm. It would be foolish to take that away, right? And you look at Hopkins—the performance. He has three 100-yard seasons, uh, excuse me, 100-yard games this 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 year. The Titans' receiving core had what two last year? Mm. So <laughs> you found you found that receiver that you need. He broke that curse also, right? The the Andre Johnson, Randy Moss, and Julio Jones. He broke that curse. I mean, we could talk the rest of the show for reasons why he should be there. I know you want to yeah. talk about other stuff, so I'll just leave it at that. Appreciate that.
1: Yeah, and and you love to see the fact that DeAndre Hopkins is posting pictures of Danny Glover and and um, Mel Gibson. Yeah. From <laughs> that was from, hilarious, yeah. From Lethal <laughs> Weapon, you know, posted the picture of um, you know, Levis as well, looking like a G. You know, I I agree. I think he's here to stay as well. And he's getting targets out the wazoo. So why would he want to leave? He's the focal point of this passing game. But speaking of aging stars, there's another one we have, number 22. He's looked fast at times. He's looked slow at times. He's looked like he's his old self. He's looked like he's a little aged at times. This is the last year of his deal. Um, Do you have any, you know, are you leaning one way or another whether you think the Titans will bring him back next year? We know he loves being here. Will he he try the open market? Um, Do you think he'll take a little less money? I mean, he's quietly still having a great year. He just hit 10 touchdowns with four games left. He's at almost 900 yards. So, I mean, we still think, you know, he has something left. But we also see what Tajay Spears can do when he can be the focal point. What do you see us doing with Henry at the end of the year? Your best guess.
2: Yeah, it would be just that, a guess. Uh, that's one thing I haven't got, gotten. much. I know there were people calling about him. They were once one of the reports where I forget. Uh, I think it was Jeremy Fowler had the report. Uh, but once that happened, they got calls and stuff like that. But they were never at a place where they wanted to trade him. So that's another situation where it's like, OK, if you didn't want to trade him, when you could get compensation, why would you let him walk? I agree. Like, again, I I don't know. I, I just think it would be good to have him back for his sake too. Because you think of like Emmitt Smith with the Cardinals and Thurman so Thomas. was weird. It was like, it was like Eddie no. George with the Cowboys, just making yeah. sick. Edron James in Arizona, right? Chris yeah. Johnson with with the Jet. Like yeah. no, or Arizona rather, like it. You don't want to see that. So I think that would be good for him to come back. But also you look at uh, the way this is set up where I think at times with how this team is built, he'll have those vintage games where it's like, oh, wow, Derrick Henry, 25 carries, 120 yards, three touchdowns, right? Because he still is a big part of that red zone offense. In fact, he talked about that today, just being efficient, you know, and getting the ball. I mean, you look. He had the who, who scored the touchdown to put them ahead against Miami. man It was touchdowns. Two touchdowns last year. Yeah. I, yeah,
0: I so. mean, I don't I don't think he looked very good Monday, I'll be honest. I don't think the protection was great. He, but he, he didn't look
2: awesome. No, you're right. Yeah. You're right.
0: Um, but with, with all that being said, I think something you know, we're all very uh, high on cloud nine right now, based off of what Will Levis was able to do in that last three minutes and take us down the field and win that game. With all that being put aside, T D. I think you would agree. There still is a lot of tension and there's a lot of uncertainties about this franchise at the moment. And I think one of the Mm -hmm. biggest ones, uh, I think it's safe to say at this point, Mike Vrabel probably isn't going anywhere. And after you told me that there's probably a good relationship between him and Levis, I'm, I'm much, you know, it's a lot more easier for me to sleep at night knowing that, but something that is still keeping me up at night is this offensive coordinator situation, because I do not think Tim Kelly is bringing the best out of Will Levis Uh, And I know they seem to have a great relationship because they, they, Levis, every time he sees Tim on the sideline, it's like, you know, they won the Super Bowl. And I love to see that. You know, that's something that's important. very important. But still, I I just – I don't know how sold I am on him long term. You know, what's the temperature in the room right now on the coordinator positions? And do you see that possibly getting shaken up moving into this offseason?
2: I don't see it getting shaken up as far as offensively. Um I don't know. I mean, it's still early, right? So it's hard for me to say he's not putting – because they're still learning each other. In fact, I asked a while ago about how they go – so, you know, in the beginning of the week, right, you sit down with the quarterback and you're like, okay, these are the things that I'm thinking we should do. I want this play up. I want that play up. We're going to pull this play. What do you think? And he gives his feedback. They're still in a situation, at least two weeks ago, they were in a situation where Ryan Tannehill was a heavy part of that, right? Mm. So – they're yeah. not in that place where it's like, okay, well, it's me and you. We're going to sit in this room. We're going to figure out what you like, what you don't like. This is how they play. Let's put it together. Mm-hmm. That relationship is still new. So it's hard for me to say, and I, I will admit, like, I'm a bit more patient than than a lot of other people, right? So um, at least as far as this is concerned. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I give it more time to cook, and I, I think, like, Make no mistake about it, I had an issue, and I asked him, Kelly, as well as Mike Braybill, after that blocked field goal, like, why you run the ball three times, you know? And then the next drive, you you go for the gusto, you know? And, and their answer – well, Kelly's answer was interesting because he said that they were looking at it from a time perspective, and they did. They got the six yards on the first down, and he had to hold him. And they got behind the, the sticks. And they kind of, honestly, just judging from what he said, they, they basically gave up on the drive. They didn't want it to. They wanted to make sure they didn't give that Dolphins offense the ball back. So they said, "We're going to play the field, right? And we're going to punt it and, and and not have them have a lot of time to to drive to to score." Now the defense was like, "Hey, oh man, we got this, right?" And they they forced the punt, and then they got the ball back, and then that's when you saw. Will Levis, you know, say, "Hey, listen, I got one life to live." I I swear to God, God, I I I saw before that throw.
0: They showed DeAndre Hopkins, and he looked directly at Will Levis, and he went like this. Like Mm -hmm. I saw it, and sure enough, boom, he went down the field. I rewatched the game. He should have told Will Levis. Chuck it up there, man. <laughs> and they talk, and, and you were probably there, TD, when they were yeah. talking to when they were talking to Levis about, it, and he said, "Yeah, you know, Hop tells me a lot of times just to start it up there, and that was sometimes, my oh, that was your question, of course, yeah. yeah and you know, sometimes it's sometimes it's not smart, sometimes it is, and that time he trusts him and it worked out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, what's up? With, what's up with Traylon Burks though, TD? I mean, it's up to day. Today? Yeah, do, do, uh, are they do they even care about him long term because it looks like they're just using him as a decoy at this point,
2: or is he still hurt? You know, the thing that's interesting is uh, last Thursday before this game, I, 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 I asked Tim Kelly about the importance of getting a receiver like Burks involved early. Like, you got to get guys in the flow of the game, like you always preach that. Well, you know, get him in the flow of the game, and sure enough, with the first play or the second play. You know, they, they manufactured a touch for him. So I'm like, oh, this mm. might be a big trail in Berks day. You know, but then the way things work, it just came away from it. But the thing that for me that I just can't uncover because I don't know the, the progressions in, in the plays, I can't uncover, okay, is he the first read on the play? And I could ask him, but I know what he's going to going. He's not going to tell me whether or not Burks is the first read. So you have that. And then also you have what because I asked Mike Vrabel about it and you know he talked about the way because Derek Mason is is set that, yo they got Burks running clear out routes you know Chris Sanders believes it too I talked to both of those guys about it and when Vrabel spoke about that he he talked about how some of the routes are are designed to where you know it's a it's a read okay if the safety comes here you go over top the safety goes here you go underneath and it just so happens to be that the coverage is going to Burks more than to other players. Now, I don't know that I believe as a defensive player, I would put more coverage on Burks than Deandre Hopkins, but that's just the explanation that, that Vrabel gave. Now I talked to Traylon um, and he was just like, you you know, the ball's going to go to the open guy. He said that he refuses because sometimes, I mean, Randy Moss, right. If he didn't get involved early, you're probably going to see him check out of the game for a bit. You know what I mean? And and Traylon said that he takes pride in, in you know, mm-hmm. being the guy that makes plays without the ball, That that's a, a small win for him. I know he wants the football. You know what I mean? Uh, I asked him if he and Will Levis are, are talking any more about that, like give me the football, give me targets too. And he said that, you know, they talk in meetings and stuff like that. But it's just – it reminds me of a story. <laughs> Uh, remember Doriel Green Beckham? Sure. Right. 17. Right? Sure. I thought he was going to be the
1: next big thing for a minute. Mm. In
2: 2016, I was in Philly covering the Eagles. And I remember uh, he got traded to to the, uh, to the Eagles and it was the Giants game. He played in the second Giants game and, and he was the backside. He had three by one. He was the backside receiver. And over and over and over again, they had a corner just isolated with him. They didn't throw him the ball. he was getting open on the slant. They didn't throw him the ball. And I remember talking to him in the locker room. I'm like, yo, man, like you need to say something. Like, I don't, do you not realize like you're a backside one-on-one? Look how big you are. Look at that corner. And they're not throwing you the football. You need to say something. Right, so he did the next the next week. <laughs> Carson West went crazy on him, and he didn't get any targets the whole game. So I say all that wow. to say, you gotta be careful how you talk to the quarterback. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I don't know if Traylon is is uh, taking the right route. You, you know, as far as like being or you, you know subdued about it, but uh, yeah, you need your touches, man. He needs targets.
1: I remember that trade vividly because we got yeah. Dennis Kelly for him. And yeah. I said, What
2: the hell was
1: this? Who is this? Who ended up being a pretty premier, you know, swing tackle for us for for yeah. years, for years. And Demarco
2: Murray. Yeah. 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 The DeMarco Murray. There's been a lot of trades with, with Philly and, and, and the Titans. Yeah. 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 Some yeah. good, some not good. Well, Rand did tell me uh when I when I did it, and I think, yeah, it was in the story. Hallie Roseman is one of the guys that you know ran. Uh, looks to like for advice and stuff like that.
1: Well, if you're going to get advice from somebody, it should be someone like right. Howie who seems like he swindles
2: everybody, man. Yeah. I'm, if I'm a GM and he calls, I'm just not picking up. Right. Land, I'm blocking that number. Yeah, <laughs> Rand should
0: ask Howie how to steal somebody's uh, best franchise wide receiver on his rookie contract. That's that, That's yeah, what he right? should ask Howie how to do. Um, <laughs>
1: um, one more question that I have for you, TD, is, you know, we, uh, we talked about, you know, winning, curing a lot of things, and mm-hmm. Sal had talked about Vrabel. And I don't want to contradict myself because I seemed optimistic in saying that maybe we can win three of our last four, or win out, make the playoffs. To backtrack on that, let's just say for whatever reason we struggle and we only win one game and we go 7-10 and 10 and it seems like there's some more frustration mounting. Not to say do you think Vrabel would go, but do you think there is at all a possibility, especially now with all these rumors with Belichick being done in New England and Vrabel had his jersey retired there, and he was excited, and the fan base seemed excited. Let's just say to play devil's advocate, we finish, you know, 7-10. Vrabel looks disinterested like he's kind of looked at times this year. Do you think there's a chance at all, should that happen, um, that he is no longer our head coach next year?
2: I don't think it's likely. And, And honestly, it would be career sabotage, right, because what do the Patriots have? At least here, a top pick, you, a top pick. Okay, a top pick is is it's nice to have, but here you got almost a hundred million dollars to spend, right? Yep. You have a quarterback. I don't think there's a doubt. Will mm-hmm. Levis is a quarterback. Yep. Right. And you're going to have maybe not a top pick, but you'll have probably a top fifteen pick. Mm-hmm. It would be suicide to go, to go there. And then also, he goes there. That I mean, there's expectations here. Don't get it twisted, right? But if he goes there. You're fu- nah, it wouldn't be. You're following Bill Belichick. Yeah. Do you really want to yeah.
0: do that? I wouldn't wish yeah. that job on anybody. Right. That, well, that's I mean, that's be the biggest shoes in sports history to fill. Arguably. I just had to
1: ask you too because it seems like this fan base is somewhat divided when it comes to to Vrabel and what we think his future might be here. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not to poke and pry and try to get you in trouble, but I mean, we wanted to just see from a guy who's right there, you know, what the what the vibe seems to be on Vrabel. And it seems like the last few weeks, you know, the tide has turned in, in a positive direction for him at least because, you know, I, I would like to see what he could do next year, you know, with uh, with free agency, with the draft. Um, you know, he's done great things here. And the last two years have kind of been lackluster. But, you know, he's not perfect. And, I mean, listen, if we did let him go, he would be unemployed for five minutes. Right. You know, right. so. Yeah. You say that. I- all right, we're not. We'll dive into that once so
0: we
2: we'll let TD go. He, trust me, he'll get a job. No, I, right. know,
1: and I know. I you know mean, I've said at times, if a huge college, if Ryan Day moved on from Ohio State and they threw a hundred million at Rabel, you don't know.
0: I think he would be a top five college coach on the planet. I genuinely yeah. do, one hundred percent. Because he, when it comes to an eighteen year old, I mean, there's no more nobody more intimidating than Mike Rabel. But yeah. the last last question I have for TD before I let you go, quick rapid fire question: Say we get the 15th pick in the next year's draft. Just throwing out a ram number. Are we going best wide receiver? Or are we going best tackle with that first round pick?
2: Um, it, it's tough. Like it, if it's the number two receiver versus the number four or five tackle, I would probably say receiver. But it's Let's say two. there's number
0: three. Let's say just for sake of discussion, the same is left. Number four wide receiver, number four tackle, and we're picking four, 15. for 15. For somehow that happens. So let's put it in a vacuum. If you're, if you're a ran
2: my number four tackle is a right tackle. My number four receiver is Keon Coleman. Uh, so I mean, it would be, be Mims. It would be Mims against Coleman. I think in that case, they will go Coleman because Coleman is by one get one free because you get a Returner in that also. But they need to sign Devin DuVernay or Donnell Mooney, one of those two, to solve that returner side of things. That's a different conversation, but yep. yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what uh, I was well, gonna say too. It also probably depends a lot on where we spend our money in free agency. You, you know, know, in the offensive line market this year, it's not you know as strong and as deep, and then when it comes to receivers, there's gonna be a lot of them that are gonna be out there. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Absolutely.
1: We'll, we'll see though. I mean I'm a big believer, and you gotta pro- protect this kid man keep him upright of you know because if you give him time to throw man phew, i think mm-hmm. we finally found it knock on wood
0: Yeah, we did we did we, we definitely did but listen td uh can't thank you enough for taking the time yeah. out of your night yeah. after uh, i know you just wrapped up in the studio so we appreciate you having you on we can't wait to have you on again and uh Hope you have a wonderful holidays holiday with you and your family. So, um yes, as always, you man. Absolutely. Thank you, T D. Yeah, we appreciate you. you, man. Have a great night. T right. D Teron Davenport, thanks so much for joining us. Friend of the show, one of the best in the business. Uh um, it like it's
1: third time on, maybe something like yeah. that.
0: Yeah. No, I think it is. And that means means the world to us that he has the respect in us to to join our show. And uh needless to say, we have even more respect for him. So, thank you, Teron, for joining us. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'll, I'll be the first one to say it. All right. And and a big knock on me, even though it is completely untrue, like most of the stuff that's said, um, is that I never admit when I'm wrong. And I will trust Teron Davenport when he says that he thinks the relationship with Rabel and Levis is uh, relatively strong. And, um, you know, he's as good as it gets at his job. So, uh I'm gonna lay off that. I'm gonna lay off that. Do I think he's still uh the right coach for the job as far as uh decision making is concerned, as far as uh coordinator and coaching selection is concerned? No. But what's very important to me moving forward is the relationship that Will Levis has with his head coach. And if that is strong, then I'll I will back off of that. I genuinely will. And that and that was uh That was uh, relieving to hear that from him because I just genuinely didn't think they liked each other. And there was uh, plenty of people that understood why I said that, all right, for all the people that called me an ass clown for even bringing it up. There's plenty of video footage of Will Levis, you know, treating every other coordinator and coach in the book like he's his lifelong friend and treating Mike Rabel like he's a guy he met yesterday. So, you know, that's where most of it stemmed from. Uh, But if Teron says they're cool, then I'm going to say they're cool and I'm going to leave it at that, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, he's right there. You know, he's, he's one of their main insiders, if not their, you know, number one insider, the number one reporter. So, you know, it was refreshing to hear as well. And, um, you know, listen, hopefully it turns into some wins down the stretch, you know, cause you never know what happened. Like, look at Jacksonville last year. We had a stranglehold on that division. They were four and seven. Yeah, We shit the bed. They got hot. Next thing you know, that week, 17 or week 18 matchup is for the division so you, you never know what can happen especially in this league and especially the team that's starting to look like they believe in themselves you know we might be a little yeah. you know undermanned um but now it seems like we might get a little healthier down the stretch and we just had a huge win you know a division opponent at home this week they're going to be undermanned we take care of business here and we're going to be playing with all the confidence in the world but yeah. Yeah. speaking of speaking of that game let's get um you know our, our predictions in um, before we head out for the night. and uh, Yep,
0: absolutely. Before we do that, though, Vin, we're going to shout out our uh, lovely, lovely sponsors well, of over course.
1: at DraftKings.
0: We don't want to leave them out. Uh, we have all the respect in the world from them as, as well. So can you believe we're this deep in the NFL season? I know I surely can't. Uh, we got to make every second count. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make the most out of every game day. Bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. New customers can score. $150 instantly in bonus bets for every $5 uh, spent on any matchup. Get it on the action with
1: DraftKing. Oh, man. you want to read the whole no, thing? No, over no, here, no, no, I, 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 mean, I don't. I don't. I don't you want to be Pacino and De Niro. You can win no, one no. of them, Sal. No. Oh, it's a God. habit.
0: I see words, I read them.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use the code SICKSPORTS. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on any NFL game. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SICKSPORTS. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Bet with your head. Don't bet over it. Let's get into those predictions. We'll give Jared his – uh. His prediction first, they're 27 to 16 Titans. Um, Jared has over the Texans. So an 11 point victory at home. I would love to see a score, you know, in the upper 20s, low 30s. That would be great to see if this offense can keep rolling. But Jared has us winning 27 to 16. What do you have it out, Sal?
0: 31-10 Titans.
1: Wow, I like that. I like that. Stroud's definitely not playing? or we don't uh, He's to still in concussion protocol, and tomorrow's Friday, so there's not much time to get out of it because um, there are multiple steps to it. We don't know where he is in the protocol, but usually if you're not cleared by Friday, you're not playing, so – um Looks like they're undermanned. Uh, you, you think we're going to win by 21? I, I'm not quite that confident. I'm going to go 24 to 13, like Jarrett, an 11-point victory. Uh, I see us um, you know, scoring over 20 points again, and I see us um, being able to stop them, especially if C.J. Stroud is not going to be able to play. Um, so we will see. I don't care how we win, as long as we win. We want to keep this train rolling at this point because you never know what can happen. I also have the Titans team total over seven and a half. I will owe my guys some money um, mm. if we if they we don't win eight games. So they went three out of the last four, but they are at home, and um, you know the, the the schedule seems to be a bit in our favor at this point. So we yeah uh, at
0: this point yeah, yeah this you never know. Listen,
1: the most Titan things ever would be to get burnt by Davis Mills. And not, Robert Woods ain't gonna happen. not in those uniforms. I not hope, in
0: those uniforms. I hope
1: not, Sal, but you know, fool me once, you know, yeah, those, you know what I mean? You know, He's fooled
0: you, us many times.
1: Not, yeah, many, many times. Now, here's
0: the outlier. Will Donovan Levis. That is the outlier. Honestly, guys, and I mean this it's with all really sincerity. I think this dolphin game finally was just too much for the staff to bear going into this off week or going to this um This week of practice, they're like, now they're at the point where, like, we got to, we got to, we got to just let this kid's kid be the the quarterback he was born to be, you know, no, no more. I, I know we love to run the ball and be this, but you know what? We got the guy now. So we just, we just got to pivot here and we got to let him be a quarterback. And he did something that no quarterback I've ever seen has done uh, in a tight uniform, uh, Monday night on the biggest stage. So that's why I think, um, we're no longer going to do the things that we did with all the other quarterbacks that we failed, which is hold them back. Like we did with Mariota, even Malik to an extent, even though he's not a, he's not even close to Levis, but even him to an extent, you know, didn't let him be what he was at Liberty. We tried to turn him into a guy who's going to hand the ball off two times and then try to make a third down throw. That's just not what a good quarterback going to have should do. So I think we're going to let him be the quarterback of the Titans for today, yesterday, and tomorrow, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna he's gonna put on a show. I think him and him and uh, him and Nuke are gonna put on another show, and I think it's gonna be fun. I think these last four games are gonna really actually be fun for us. And if nothing else, it's gonna make us through the roof for excitement going into 2024. So um, yeah, that's all she wrote for me. Anything else you want to add, Vin, before we close on out?
1: That is it, my man. Um, we'll be back Sunday afternoon post game, hopefully with a smile on our face. But other than that, stay safe, Sammy. Sammy out. Oh, okay. Tighten up. And that's a wrap. Hope you
0: don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Talking Titans on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.